Hello, everybody. Is this on? This is great. Well, just another quick and dirty update from Aaron C over here. Uh, I, I, I don't even really know where to begin right now, because a lot has happened. Good stuff. Really good stuff. So maybe I'll just be as genuine and as forthright as possible. So, for this show... <laughs> Here's the truth. I really, really like making this thing, and I do it for fun. Um, I I don't pressure myself to do a ton of work on it if I can help it. I do just as much as it takes to make it excellent, and then I put it out. And what I enjoy is seeing that play counter go up, and what I really, really like is hearing back from people who listen and say that they love, you know, the stuff that's been coming out. And, uh, well... That is how I always want it to be. I always want to do it just because I love it and just because I like it. And I want people to support it just because they like it. Not because they feel like some obligation or anything like that. They just they just love the show. That's it. And it's the relationship I want to have is not a, not a consumer relationship. It is a patron relationship. Just to say, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us uh, in what we're doing, you sort of offer what you think. I, I think No Agenda Podcast calls it the value for value model. I always like that. Um, however much you value this show, that's how much you contribute. And whether that's in, uh, I think they say time, talent, or treasure, uh, it works a little different on that kind of a show. But um, I always like that model because there's no expectation of a delivered product. But at the same time, no Agenda does get $1,000 donations pretty regularly. Uh, and we are not as big as No Agenda. And, you know, not that No Agenda is the only podcast I listen to. You should see my you should see my podcast app. It's kind of ridiculous. You can swipe twice at full speed and you still won't reach the bottom of the list. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, but anyway, I like what we've had so far. People who just like the show donate when they feel when they feel like, oh, I really, really like that episode, or I really, really like the direction the show's going, so here's a big here's a big tip, or you know, I'll become a patron for a few bucks a month, that sort of thing. But that model worked for me because back in the day when we first started this, Patreon was really simple. It was like, here's a place where you can send people who want to support you, and then you get a payout, and that's it. Well, and then I, <laughs> for a few years, I just kind of like, you know, hated on Patreon because that's all they were, but they were acting like they were this big, important, you know, donations platform, and they were, like, you know, getting all high and mighty and all that lame stuff that I really don't like about internet companies. Anyway, I, I uploaded a, a piece of patron-only content uh, last night before work, and it's uh, it's an interesting little piece. I'll put a trailer at the end just to maybe entice you to join uh, but I, when I was putting it up, I noticed that, well, how do I put this? Have you ever learned something that you thought was, like, that you never thought of before, but once you learned it seemed really, really obvious once you learned it? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, yes, until yesterday, I didn't realize there were European basketball teams. Sounds kind of stupid. I'm not a sports guy. But I never once thought to myself, oh, I'm sure the Europeans have a basketball team. I just assumed it was an American thing or an, and a Chinese thing. But, like, I never thought to myself, I wonder what the 
what the basketball leagues over there in Europe are up to. Never once. And then when I told somebody that I didn't know, they were like, how did you not know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I might be slightly brain dead. Who knows? It might be the night shift. You never know. But uh, no. So it's like when I was uploading this piece of content, I noticed that, believe it or not, Patreon has transformed from like a donations platform into like a full-blown media platform. Like you can upload, uh, I mean, obviously before you could do like blog posts and things, but now you can upload audio files, video, you can set up live streaming to patrons only. Um, you can do like, there's all kinds of different ways to interact with people. And before I went to work last night and forgive me, I'm still waking up or not waking up. I'm winding down. I'm about to go to bed. It's 7:55. I should be in bed by nine or nine 30. But I was thinking about it all night long. I was like, oh my gosh, this changes everything. Patreon could be like a completely different content window. And it's all set up so that I can do more spontaneous posts and content and things, which I've been wanting to do for the longest time. So this more, they even have automatic merchandising set up. I didn't know any of this. So I need to give it a try. <laughs> and it might, it might uh, just be that, and here's the other thing for, in the interest of full transparency, um, I just pulled enough money out of the Patreon account after this last year uh, for it to be taxable income, which I never, ever once expected to do in my life. And it's all because of literally nine patrons. And I'm going to say all their first names right now because they don't, they don't get enough love because I honestly thought, you know, looking at Patreon, what we've known is... In the past, it was just this really inconvenient nonsense platform, but now it's kind of not, and somehow we've kept people <laughs> through all of this. But uh, there's, uh, I'm just going to go from from the top of this list, and you know what? I'll, I'll sort by pledge amount. Obviously, at the very top, we have our very own Jacob, whose current tier is <laughs> enemy of Lord History. He exceeded, he exceeded our... Uh, our uh, our top tier, which was fifty dollars, twice over. That's crazy, and he's he's over his time here with us. He's paid seventeen hundred dollars to the show, which is amazing. I don't even know what to do with that. Like the idea of making seventeen hundred dollars off of this show when I started it seemed impossible. Like I didn't even want to try, but Jacob. <laughs> What a legend. <laughs> He's, I don't know, he might be single-handedly pulling me back to the Patreon platform to begin with, but, you know, if we could keep those kinds of numbers, man, I'm at, like, I don't know, my imagination's going wild, but we'll go through this. We'll, we'll just keep going here. We've got Helga and Eugene. I know these people. They combined an account, and it's freaking amazing, and they've been doing $20.00. A month for their lifetime. They've given us over $700 collectively. I mean, dude, that's crazy. And then there's Ray, who's $15 a month. He's given us $180. Like, that's that's nuts. <laughs> um, Zachary has given us $288, which is just like, you know, it seems like so little, right? So five bucks a month. Right. Zachary's given us five bucks a month. And over the lifetime of his account here, he's given us almost three hundred dollars. 
five bucks a month is like buying us a coffee and like a really, really nice coffee. Don't get me wrong, but it's freaking fantastic. And then we've got, uh, we've got, let's see here. Let's see here. Who, who else has given a lot? Cody. Cody's, Cody's given us $150 over the lifetime of his Patreon account, which again, it's like when you start adding this stuff up, it's, it's nothing small. And of course there's Adam and over the course of his, his subscription, he's given us $350. Alex, 150 and Anders, who's paid 24, but he hasn't been here for very long. Um, dude, this is crazy. And this is only nine people. Like, to imagine what we could do if we had more than this. But again, and that sounds terribly ungrateful. But again, remember, I've never done this for money. But the way things are going, the way everything looks right now, with, with the stuff I've got going on in the side and all of that stuff, I, and looking at the way Patreon works right now, and all the new features that they've put up, I could actually probably do something really serious with Patreon now. It's not just, oh, let me use this really inconvenient website to put up these really ugly posts that don't load half the time because the platform is so broken. It's like it looks like a legitimate media platform now. And again, it's like learning that, that Europe had basketball teams this whole time and nobody ever told me. But I stuck up this this new piece of content. All it is is it's just me reading this short story I really like called The Machine Stops. And it, I put it together over the course of a week. It was a lot easier than doing, um, you know, a full episode of the regular show. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, that wasn't that hard. And there's a whole bunch of stuff I have saved up that I don't know what to do with because it doesn't fit with the We Talk About Dead People official podcast brand. So all night I was thinking to myself, I was like, I bet I could do, I could treat the Patreon like it's, like its own thing. And we talk about dead people as a podcast is just one part of it. And then the Patreon thing is just, it's just more of me, basically. I mean, now that it's just me and my co-hosts, um, but me at the center, I've got, I just create stuff and I don't know where to put it. And I've got like a whole folder of stuff that I've created, recorded, done that could all go on Patreon now. Like I, I used to call it my secret podcast because I just didn't know where to put it. It's like readings, my thoughts about certain events in history, but not a structured episode. And I've sent it to, you know, I, I call it my secret podcast because like five or six people actually get it. And they all love it, but it doesn't fit. We talk about dead people. So short of starting a separate podcast entirely, you know, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to put it anywhere because it's usually just me rambling or, you know, some thoughts I've ha I'm having or something like that. But just looking at all of this support and seeing the tips roll in and talking about doing donation sequences and stuff like that. It, it wouldn't take very much more effort for me to just create a lot of stuff for Patreon. And now that it looks like it's pretty easy, I mean, because before it was like pulling teeth just to get anything up that would work, right? The, the platform itself, I just, I, I was like, okay, if people want to give to the show, here's an outlet or here's an inlet or whatever, just some way people can show their support. But now it looks like it's, it's entirely its own thing. So... That's making me think. My gears are turning is what I'm saying. And 
I need to I need to revamp this entire thing just looking at it like up until now like literally until I started recording this uh, it still said Aaron C and James D on here that's all changed I'm just going to start looking for ways to create stuff for the Patreon alone um like the idea of doing a a uh, a patron live stream or a patron podcast where we do like a Zoom call and everybody gets a private link and we all get to talk about history or, or anything we want, really. We can just shoot the shit for all I care. Um, and then recording it and putting that out as an episode for other people to listen to. Man, patrons, talk about a way to get people on board. Um, and then I had another thought. I think the reason I, I avoided social media for the show for, like, literally since the the end of 2019 is because I really don't like dealing with people who have no skin in the game. Just about any any rando can write me a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. I don't make the show for them. I make the show, I mean, selfishly for me because I love, I love it. It's really fun. It's one of my favorite things to do. And then I make it for the people who I connect with and talk to and have stuck with us and shown some loyalty. And it's like, I'm not interested in you getting ads because that's just like, it's gleaning money from the general milieu of the public. I'm not interested in, getting a huge audience because then you have to deal with, you know, normies stumbling across, across your podcast, listening to one ep- one half of an episode and then just like hating you. I mean, I don't want that. But the Patreon thing, that's a gateway. The people who have stuck around for as long as they have, and believe me, there have been some people who have stuck around for quite a while. Um, those are the kinds of people I want to talk to directly. They've been here. They know the show. They know me pretty well. Um, I want to make more stuff for them. That's the whole goal. And there is one thing that I've I've been watching with the internet is that even that public milieu, that 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 thing that I've been so like annoyed with slash like kind of terrified by, you know, just some normie sending you a hate message or something like that. I'm half convinced that a lot of those are bots now, right? Like, and I, I don't know, I don't think that's even that out there to say, right? Like, we all understand the internet's getting kind of weird. Well, I mean, it's always been weird, let's be honest. But like, I, I think, I think that there are, that a lot of the agitation people get for the content they put out is from bots. And I think if we have a window here on Patreon for um, for people who are obviously not bots. Like, that's what I want. Like, giving money, it's like, you're not paying me. You're putting skin in the game. You're a part of this, right? Like, just looking at the amount I pulled out, like, the, the idea that I would, that this show would ever make that much at all blows my mind. But the one thing I, I did notice about how I felt when I was doing the payout it wasn't like, oh man, I'm so rich. Oh, I finally paid off. It was nothing like that. It was like, I have, I have like allies. It's not just me behind a mic. I've got, I mean, no agenda, not to just keep bringing them up again, because I don't want you to go listen to that and get the wrong idea about me. I just like media deconstruction. But no agenda like literally gives their people producer labels. And that's what you guys are. You are producers of the show. You're, you're showing us that you want us to succeed over here. Um, and that, that feels really good. You know, I had this really interesting thing happen to me is 
when I moved out of Austin and came back home and started making more friends, I was very nervous about telling people I ran a show because it was very personal. And the anonymity of the internet meant I could just pick up people and never have to see them in real life. I could say whatever I wanted. But at my workplace, people were looking for things to listen to. And somebody figured out that I ran a show and people started listening. And then I started getting confronted by real life people who were saying, wow, that was a great episode. I love that. Like the two hours just flew by. And at first I was like, oh no, they know, they know I run a show. And then after a while, it's like all they did was, all they were was supportive. And the internet can be a pretty creepy, awful place in a lot of ways. And bots or trolls or whatever they are, like they're going to exist. But when I see this, when I look at this chart of how long people have stuck with us through thick and thin and how much they've given, all I feel is like legitimate support. It's not about the money. It's about the love. <laughs> That's what I realized last night. I was I was trying to figure out. I'm like, I wasn't thrilled by the money. Money doesn't thrill me. If it thrilled me, I'd be, you know, reviewing games on YouTube and, you know, collecting Funko Pops or whatever. Like, I, I felt, yeah, I felt... Yeah, I felt like I had some people in my corner. And as much as I've given crap to Patreon, it gave you guys a way to support support me, us. I mean, I'm the one staying point in this whole thing, right? And uh, I just want you guys to know how much it meant to me to open that up and look at that and be like, that's that's for what I've done. Oh my gosh, did that feel good. Oh my gosh, did that feel good. And now that Patreon looks as cool as it does now, and with all the stuff I want to do, I know you guys aren't just supporting we talk about dead people. You're you're showing support for for us, for me, for for this, what we're doing, not just like, oh haha, you made me laugh. Here's five dollars, you funny man. You guys are with us all the way. And it feels like that's what I wanted this whole time. So I'm going to just start brainstorming ideas to see what I can produce. I don't even have to brainstorm that hard. I got stuff I can put out that I know you guys would like. Because there's no way you've been giving like this for this long. Just because you, you think it's funny or you feel obligated. You're here with me. Uh, so I, I don't know. I have, I have very, very, um, I have interesting feelings all over the place about this. Um, you know, I mean, to think that I could set it up now so that you guys who are giving, you know, a certain tier will just automatically get a mug. Like I don't have to go through Teespring or any of this nonsense. I can just turn it on and you guys can get a mug with the logo on it or a sticker. You know, for like, I think it was like for five bucks, you could get a sticker and you get one every three months. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. But, I, yeah, I really don't know what to say other than that. There's no way I could express 
the the feeling that I got when I saw that. It, it's it was glorious. It was glorious. So the direction I want to take this from here on out, as far as as far as I want to say, I don't want to put too much out there and start promising the world, but I could see myself like look look again, looking at Patreon with all these new features, all this and how easily everything works now. I could really see making it like its own thing. Like it's for people who just love this. It's for people who are in. Not just your average normie listener trying to burn some time. This Patreon page, it'll be a club. And we were throwing around names years ago. Like we were going to call it the Golden Horde after uh, after the Mongols. But I don't want to. I don't want to call you a Golden Horde. I was thinking. I was trying to think of something. And maybe this is a way you could interact. Maybe I'll put up a post. I want to know what you guys want to be called. And I had a couple of ideas, but feel free to make suggestions. I will put up a post after this goes out. Um, I was think like the first thing that came to my came to my uh my mind was the undead (laughs) it's not just dead space i'm talking to it's undead space but then i was like oh am i calling my patrons zombies and you know so we might have to work on that a little bit but yeah like you guys need a name there's nine of you you can come up with something good sure of it um but oh yeah i'll put up a post after this goes out and you can take a look at that and for all the the freebies the guys who um, don't feel like it's it's time to join this undead golden horde or whatever the hell we end up calling it. Um, this might be motivation for you to put a little skin in the game. It might be time to, you know, show some love. And if not, you know, there's always Venmo. You can send a little tip. I mean, I don't like... I don't, I don't like uh, gatekeeping people on how they can support. And I don't want to act like I... I well, this is a game changer. I guess that's all I want to say. And I'm, with all that, I, I should probably just quit talking and hit end on this recording because it's just taking more time. But all that to say, man, this is this is cool. This is really really cool. So here, I'm going to play a little little bit from the patron only content that's out right now. And there again, there's really not much of it because I never thought much of Patreon, but. I mean, I put up that file. It was just so easy. It wasn't like a headache to get it up and like link it. It just put it right up. So, yeah, if you're in, you're in. Welcome to the club. Whether you're the undead, the golden horde, or the undead golden horde of the of Wells Fargo, you're in. Stay in. This is great. And you can expect to see more from me on Patreon. That's for sure. I can't believe how much there is you can do on there now. But anyway, much, much love to you guys. Um, I can't wait to see where this goes from here. It's like I said, it's a complete game changer. So with that, that's uh, that's all I'm going to say. Imagine if you can, a small room, hexagonal in shape, like the cell of a bee. It is lighted neither by window nor by lamp, yet it is filled with a soft radiance. There are no apertures for ventilation, yet the air is fresh. There are no musical instruments, and yet, at the moment that my meditation opens, this room is throbbing with melodious sounds. An armchair is in the center, by its side a reading desk. That is all the furniture. 
and in the armchair there sits a swaddled lump of flesh, a woman about five feet high, with a face as white as a fungus. It is to her that the little room belongs. An electric bell rang. The woman touched a switch, and the music was silent. I suppose I must see who it is, she thought, and set her chair in motion. The chair, like the music, was worked by machinery, and it rolled her to the other side of the room, where the bell still rang importunately. Who is it? she called. Her voice was irritable, for she had been interrupted often since the music began. She knew several thousand people. In certain directions, human intercourse had advanced enormously. But when she listened into the receiver, her white face wrinkled into smiles, and she said, Very well, let us talk. I will isolate myself. I do not expect anything important will happen for the next five minutes, for I can give you fully five minutes, Kuno. Then I must deliver my lecture on music during the Australian period. She touched the isolation knob so that no one else could speak to her. Then she touched the lighting apparatus, and the little room was plunged into darkness. Be quick, she called, her irritation returning. Be quick, Kuno. Here I am in the dark, wasting my time. But it was fully fifteen seconds before the round plate that she had held in her hands began to glow. A faint blue light shot across it, darkening to purple, and presently she could see the image of her son, who lived on the other side of the earth, and he could see her. Kuno, how slow you are. He smiled gravely. I really do believe you enjoy dawdling. I have called you before, mother, but you are always busy or isolated. I have something particular to say. What is it, dearest boy? Be quick. Why could you not send it by pneumatic post? Because I prefer saying such a thing. I want... Well? I want you to come and see me. Vashti watched his face in the blue plate. But I can see you, she exclaimed. What more do you want? I want to see you not through the machine, said Kuno. I want to speak to you not through the wearisome machine. Oh, hush, said his mother, vaguely shocked. You mustn't say anything against the machine. Why not? One mustn't. You talk as if a god had made the machine, cried the other. I believe that you pray to it when you are unhappy. Men made it, do not forget that. Great men, but men. The machine is much, but it is not everything. I see something like you in this plate, but I do not see you. I hear something like you through this telephone, but I do not hear you. That is why I want you to come, pay me a visit, so that we can meet face to face and talk about the hopes that are in my mind. She replied that she could scarcely spare the time for a visit. The airship barely takes two days to fly between me and you. I dislike airships. Why? I dislike seeing the horrible brown earth and the sea and the stars when it is dark. I get no ideas in an airship. I do not get them anywhere else. What kind of ideas can the air give you? He paused for an instant. Do you not know four big stars that form an oblong and three stars close together in the middle of the oblong and hanging from these stars three other stars? No, I do not. I dislike the stars. But did they give you an idea? How interesting. Tell me. 
I had an idea that they were like a man. I do not understand. I do not understand. The four big stars are the man's shoulders and his knees. The three stars in the middle are like the belts that men wore once, and the three stars hanging are like a sword. A sword? Men carried swords about with them to kill animals and other men. It does not strike me as a very good idea, but it certainly is original. When did it come to you first? In the airship, he broke off, and she fancied that he looked sad. She could not be sure, for the machine did not transmit nuances of expression. It only gave a general idea of people, an idea that was good enough for all practical purposes, Vashti thought. The imponderable bloom, declared by a discredited philosophy to be the actual essence of intercourse, was rightly ignored by the machine, just as the imponderable bloom of the grape was ignored by the manufacturers of artificial fruit, something good enough had long since been accepted by our race. The truth is, he continued, that I want to see the stars again. They are curious stars. I want to see them not from the airship, but from the surface of the earth as our ancestors did thousands of years ago. I want to visit the surface of the earth. She was shocked again. Mother, you must come, if only to explain to me what is the harm of visiting the surface of the earth.